Hi everyone, I'm Sarah, and this is Dead Time Stories. Coming at you this week with something a little bit different. You might remember Stephanie and I have had some big things going on this past week. Stephanie just moved into her brand new, definitely haunted house, and I just started a new job. Unfortunately, when our schedules get full like this, it means we don't have the time to create that awesome three-star content you've all come to know and love. But don't worry, we're not going to leave you hanging. So this week, we want to fill your ear holes with what is normally a $5 exclusive Patreon-only spinoff show called I Seen It, where Stephanie describes a horror movie to me so that I feel like I seen it because I will not actually watch it. So sit back, enjoy, and we'll be back next week with all of that wonderful three-star content and probably a lot more to talk about since we're taking a week off. And remember, if you like this bonus content, head on over to our Patreon page and see what else we have to offer. You can support us for as little as $1 a month, and I promise you, every single dollar makes such a big difference. Thank you guys so much for listening, and without further ado, please enjoy I Saint It! scary girl yay awesome hi everybody hi everyone i'm stephanie i'm sarah and this is i, I seen it. it special content for the dead time stories podcast yes bom, 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 bom. Womp, 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 womp. thank you for being a patreon subscriber thank you so much for giving us your money giving your money this episode we're recording remotely, so I hope the sound turns out okay. Yep, really hope this works out okay. We're finding out. Who knows? First time for everything. Right? But uh, yeah, so here goes nothing. <laughs> we'll see. It's only our fifth I seen it, and we've only been doing this podcast for over a year and a half, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Sarah. Stephanie. I can't remember if you've seen it or not, but I know we've talked about it in the past. Have you seen... The Silence of the Lambs. I have not seen it. Okay. I have not seen it, but I do, like, I've seen, obviously, scenes from it, and I, like, kind of know what it's about, but I have not actually seen it. So tell me what you know about it first. Well, I know that it is the serial killer cannibal Hannibal Lecter is in prison and who's the actress? Is it Jodie Foster? It sure is Jodie Foster. <laughs> uh, Jodie Foster is trying to solve some other crazy murder. So she goes to Hannibal Lecter to see if she can like pick his brain to see what info he can give her about this other potential serial killer who's out on the loose. Is that right? Yes. That's what, and then there's a guy who traps women in a well so that he can steal their skins and he dances around with his penis tucked between his legs. That's yes. really about all that I know. <laughs> so the first thing that I will put out there before talking about this movie, because it's 2019, is that the character of Buffalo Bill, uh, it is super transphobic uh, because the whole idea with Buffalo Bill is that because um, he has been denied uh, his gender reassignment surgery, that's what makes him crazy and kill people. 
Okay. Um, okay. So that is an old trope from like the, well, from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. I could list a number of other horror movies that that's like a thing where like they're crazy because they think they're a woman. Uh, and so I just want to go ahead and start by addressing that first and foremost before we continue into the movie. Um, the thing that always stood out to me about Buffalo Bill is that all of his victims are plus size women. And that's what scared me as a child. <laughs> So, um, because there's a part specifically, too, where he's, like, trying to get this girl, and he's like, what are you, about a size 14? And I'm like, ugh. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. So, that was what stuck out to me as a child, is I was like, oh, no, he wants to wear my skin. Um, But I wanted to address that first and foremost before, like, continuing into talking about the movie. So... That is not to say that just because I talk about this movie and have an appreciation for it that I agree with this trope of trans people being crazy, but I wanted to address that before I move forward, okay? So, you did get a general idea correctly, Um, and a lot of people who haven't seen it think that, like, the killer in the movie is Hannibal Lecter, but Hannibal Lecter is already in jail, when the movie starts. So Clarice Starling is Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. <laughs> and um, Hannibal Lecter. I feel like they could have just kept her name, Jodie Foster. Just it's been still Jody a good Foster. character name. She just been Jodie And Foster. I just want to say how amazing Jodie Foster is in this movie. Who all won awards? Um, be- Probably Jodie Foster. <laughs> um, yes, Jodie Foster won the Best Actress Academy Award. Anthony Hopkins won the Best Actor Academy Award for his portrayal of... Uh, Hannibal Lecter. It won Best Picture. It won Best Director. Best Adapted Screenplay because it's based on a book. It was also nominated on Best Film Editing and Best Sound, but those it did not win. Mm. So this movie uh, won many, many, many awards because it is crazy, but also very well done. (laughs) And of all... um, for a famous, like, it's more of a psychological thriller, which I'm much more into than horror movies. Yeah. But it's definitely more about, like, ooh, it's creepy to think about than you see a lot of violent things happening. But you do see some fucked up violence happening. Like what? <laughs> uh, so we'll get to that. Okay. So, <laughs> so Clarice Starling, uh, she's in the FBI. And one of the things that stands out a lot is that in most situations, she's the only woman. Okay, Um, and that's throughout the movie. That's like a recurring theme. And Jodie Foster is not a large lady like she's a tiny little lady. And she's usually in this room full of like big, strong, intimidating men. But Clarice like knows she's good at what she does. And she is like tough and strong and doesn't let other people's like sexism hold her back because she's Clarice. Okay, and she's fantastic. So, (laughs) um. She gets pulled by the director of the behavioral science unit in Quantico um, because at this point, like, she's still very fresh. Um, She's fresh out of the academy. And he assigns her to work with Hannibal Lecter. Now, Hannibal Lecter, I mean, while also being a serial killer, he was a psychiatrist. Um, He is incredibly smart. So it's not just he's she's picking the mind of another serial killer. She's picking the mind of a serial killer who is also a psychologist. Right. Also, who would also pick the minds of serial killers. It's inception. So it's like a double whammy. So he's a serial killer who also like has more insight just than being a serial killer. He's also like a studied psychologist. And then he also eats people, so he's also absorbing their 
Correct. He also eats people and he talks about it. So she starts going to the Baltimore State Hospital for the criminally insane because that's where he's kept. Uh, and she is led, which is led by Frederick Chilton. Uh, Frederick Chilton is like the leader of the hospital and he himself is pretty sexist. Like he makes her really uncomfortable. Um, and he's, you know, you know, kind of like, what's a pretty lady like you doing in work like this? And he's like a shithead too. Okay. Cool. So he is leading her down to talk to Hannibal Lecter and, even though he's, like, initially really pleasant and courteous, uh, Lecter starts to get impatient with Starling's attempts to dissect him. Like, he understands what Clarice is doing there, and he's not into it because he thinks, you know, of course, that he's so intelligent and highly elevated, and he's mm-hmm. being kept in this place with, like, a bunch of, like, dirty freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when mm-hmm. she's leaving, this is probably... A, this is the part I definitely didn't get as a kid, and as I got older, I was like, wow, that's so fucked. When she's leaving, there's a, like, another person in a cell that she passes who is, like, jerking it, and he, like, throws semen at her. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Does it hit her? Yes, it gets uh. her hair. Her ear? Her hair. Huh. It gets, like, in her face and her hair. Huh. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, gross. Oh. So, as she's leaving, that happens. So, Hannibal calls her back. She goes back over to him. Uh, and he says that what that person did was unspeakably ugly. Uh, and he tells her, like, that guy used to be a patient of his. Uh, so, he's like, okay. Um, and the patient, I mean, is the person, not Ooh. the dude that threw semen at her, but the person that she's, like, investigating oh, used to be a patient of his. Oh, okay. I okay. thought he meant the semen thrower was the patient. No. Okay. So this leads her to discover that there's a storage shed where she finds a severed head with a sphinx moth lodged in the throat. Um, Just chilling and- in a storage unit? Yeah. I can see that episode <laughs> of Storage Wars. Uh, so that's also known as the Death's Hawk Moth. Uh, if you've ever seen, like, the the picture for Silence of the Lambs is her face, but then there's, like, a moth over her mouth with, like, a skull on its back. I will never forget strolling through the blockbuster aisles and seeing that movie. That image. image. Yeah. Yes. That's ingrained in um, my, like, childhood. So, yeah. So in the mouth of the severed head was, like, one of those, like, in a cocoon. Okay. She returns to Hannibal Lecter, who tells her that this man is linked to Buffalo Bill. And he offers to profile Buffalo Bill on the condition that he may be transferred away from Chilton, which not the prison, but the guy who's in ha- who's the tr- in charge of the prison. Okay? Oh, the really sexist guy? Yes. Because not only is that guy sexist, but he... He's just bad. He's a shithead just in general. But the same way that he makes Clarice feel very uncomfortable, Hannibal Lecter is like, I'm above this man and this man gets off on like having me in a cage. I don't want to be kept here by this piece of fucking trash. Like I'm better than this. So I'll help you find Buffalo Bill if you help me get anywhere that is not under this fucking director because he's a piece of shit. All right. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Okay. So meanwhile, Buffalo Bill abducts a senator's daughter named Catherine Martin. Um, Crawford authorizes Starling, which Crawford was the FBI director, authorizes Starling to offer Lecter a fake deal. So he's like, you can tell him you're going to make this deal, but like, just tell him that to get him to help you out because we're not actually going to honor that deal. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's prom's- gonna backfire. Oh, of course it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Promising a prison transfer if he provides information that helps them find Buffalo Bill and rescue Catherine. So Catherine is the girl <laughs> that he asks, what are you about size 14? So basically, the way he, and I'm sure this is how he traps a lot of girls, but you really only see him like with this one girl throughout the movie. But, um, so he pretends it's a lot like, a lot like, um, Ted Bundy, except he's not attractive. Um, he basically <laughs> pretends to be like handicapped. He pretends to have like a bad arm and he's trying to move like a couch into his van. And there's this girl and she's like, oh, look at that guy with a bad arm, like trying to move, let me help him. And he's like, oh yeah, like, will you help me move this couch? Why don't you get in the van no! and lift from your side and then I'll push from over here. No. And she's like, yeah, of course. So she gets in the van and she picks it up. And while they're moving it, that's, he's like, what are you about size 14? No. And she's like, yeah, like, what does that even matter? Whatever. And he like shoves the couch, closes the van, knocks her out, takes her away. Done. So it turns out that her mom is a senator. So throughout the movie, we'll see little things of the senator doing like press releases, like saying like, please really. And the senator is also a woman. Um, She's doing press releases like, please release my daughter. If this is, you know, for political reasons, if this is for ransom, like, please just say who you are. Like, I just want my daughter back. We'll we'll work with you like anything to get my daughter back. Okay, so that's what's going on there, because there's a lot of things going on. So when she goes to offer like this deal to Hannibal Lecter, uh, he kind of like, he knows she's full of shit. (laughs) So instead, Lecter demands a quid pro quo from Starling, offering clues about Buffalo Bill in exchange for personal information because he knows that they're not going to move her or they're not going to move him, like that the deal is full of shit. So he's like, okay, how about instead, I'm just going to ask you personal questions and I want to get to know you Clarice Starling, like, and that is how you can pay me for this information that I'm going to give you about Buffalo Bill. Starling tells Lecter about the murder of her father when she was 10 years old. Chilton secretly records the conversation and reveals Sterling's deceit before offering Lecter a deal of Chilton's own making. So the director of the the place where he's being kept recorded the conversation (gasps) And then he decides he's going to try and use that to manipulate Dr. Lecter. Lecter agrees and is flown to Memphis, where he verbally torments Senator Ruth Martin and gives her misleading information about Buffalo Bill, including the name Lewis Friend. So if you've seen the image, I know you have, of Anthony Hopkins, like with the weird hockey mask with like the bars on his mouth. Okay, that's when they take him to meet the senator because he's like, okay, well, I have information, but I will only tell it to her. And they take him to her and he just kind of starts mocking her and starts saying like really creepy shit. Like, like when she misses her daughter, does like her nipples ache because she remembers breastfeeding her? Like, does she experience these weird... Right. And the senator's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, get this dude away from me. You're disgusting. Fuck you. Yeah. Because Hannibal's also weird and crazy. Yeah. So Starling notices that Lewis Friend is an anagram of iron sulfide, which is fool's gold. So he gave them a fake name. There's no Lewis Friend. That was to just kind of like throw them off the trail. But it's also, like I said, it's an anagram. It's an anagram for fool's gold. Right. Okay. Sorry. Because he's a shit. Yeah. So she visits Lecter, who's now being held. golden pile of shit. 
Yes. So he's, uh, she goes to visit Lecter again, and he's now being held in a cage-like cell in a Tennessee courthouse and asks for the truth. Um, And the way, because before he was held behind like bulletproof glass, like in a cell in the wall. So now it's almost like he's on display, like some sort of like caged animal, right? Mm Because he's in the bars um, and they have like this lovely classical music playing all the time. And he's just in this cage for like everyone to come spectate at him. Okay. So, so rather than give her the real name, um, because she comes to see him again, Lecter tells her that all the information she needs is contained in the case file. And rather than give her the real name, he insists that they continue their quid pro quo. And she recounts a traumatic childhood incident where she was awakened by the sound of spring lambs being slaughtered on a relative's farm in in Montana. Starling admits that she still sometimes wakes thinking she can hear lambs screaming. And Lecter speculates that she's motivated to save Catherine in the hope that she will end her nightmares. So that's what the silence of the lambs is because she says she still wakes up hearing this like screaming lamb sound. And she was a little girl and she talks about how she woke up to that sound and she went outside and she had like tended these lambs and like helped take care of them. Oh no. Right. And she didn't know as a little girl that that's what happened with them. So she was like nine and she goes to see what's happening and these lambs that she's been helping taking care of are like having their throats slit and being yeah. slaughtered. And so she continues to have these nightmares where she wakes up to the screaming lambs. So he's like, oh, well, like, do you think if you find this woman, like, that's going to stop? <laughs> it's like, that'll oh. silence those lambs. That'll Aye. silence the lambs. Right. Which is the name of the movie and the book. <laughs> so Lecter gives her back the case files on Buffalo Bill after their conversation is interrupted by Chilton and the police who escort her from the building because they told her she's not supposed to have contact with him anymore because Chilton knows that Lecter has begun to, like, enjoy these meetings with her. Mm, Um, Okay. and, And so he doesn't want her to see him anymore only because he wants to take away any amount of pleasure that Hannibal Lecter could be deriving from these meetings because he's... Sure. Fucking weird. So... Uh, so at that time, he gives her the case files, um, and the police come, and they're, like, escorting her out of the building. Later that evening, oh, wow, I love that they go over it so, like, cl- like it's one sentence. I'm like, no, we need to talk about how this happens. So it says, Lecter kills his guards, escapes from his cells, and disappears. Okay, uh, yeah, elaborate, please. Let me what elaborate for happened? you, because this is the part where it gets, like, really violent. So at some point, he manages to sneak a key from somebody, and he's, like, hanging on to it, and he has unlocked his handcuffs, okay? So there are two cops, uh, or they're guards, rather, but they're dressed, you know, they're cops guarding him. Yeah. Um, they come in to give him his dinner, and he has unlocked his handcuffs without them knowing, okay? And one of them, he gets the baton from. Grabs a guy, knocks him with the baton, grabs the other dude, because this part used to freak me out when I was a kid, bites him on the face, like bites him right here and just, ah, just like rips some cheek straight off. Anthony Hopkins covered in blood. This guy is screaming with some cheek missing. Like a straight up zombie. But a totally living person (laughs) who is not a zombie. Uh, takes the baton and there's of course this crescendo of beautiful beautiful classic music playing as anthony hopkins just beats this guy's face to death and the blood is like he has no emotion the blood is just like splattering on his face to this beautiful music okay so the way he escapes 
Because I'm like, how do they not talk about this in this description? So the way that he escapes, they come in, right? And they see there's three bodies on the floor. One of them in the prisoner uniform. They assume to be Hannibal Lecter. The other two are cops. And one of the cops is breathing. And so they're like, oh my God, he's breathing. Let's get him. Let's get him on the gurney. Let's get him out of here. The breathing cop is Anthony Hopkins, who has cut off the face of one of the police officers and is just wearing the face. That's where that scene in the office is from. (laughs) Yes, where he's just wearing the face on his face. Because he just cut off one of the officer's faces, put on his uniform, and laid there with a face on his face. And they didn't notice that there was one of the other bodies didn't have a face on it? They were, all of them had bloody faces. One of the faces was totally smashed in. So they all just looked like they had bloody faces. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's the scene, yes, with so him wearing a face. So then what happens? Hey, obviously they have to be like, hold on, this face doesn't line up. No, at first they just have him like in the elevator on a gurney. But he like, when they're, you know, they have their backs turned to him. It's only like two people. And he just fucking, again, like, he gets up and he kills them. Mm hmm. And he just walks the fuck out. With that other face on. No. (laughs) No, by that time, he just, like, the face is off. He just has blood on his face. He took that face off. And it's bye bye, Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) He's gone. You never see him again? Mm hmm. You do. But, like, he, remotely. So he's gone, okay? He, this is him escaping. He's away. Here's so my question. Here, it sounds like he could have done this earlier on then. Why did he wait so long to finally do this? He couldn't because before, when he was in the previous place, remember I said he was held behind bulletproof glass. They gave him his food through like a hole in oh. the glass. Nobody ever came in to serve him. But oh. where he was in this other place with the bars around him, there was no way for him to contact or come around people. And that time that they had transferred him, he's like straight jacket. Jason mask with bars on his teeth. Mm-hmm. This was his first like real opportunity. Or uh, this is like maybe he's motivated by, Clarice. you know, the movement, Clarice, whatever. But this is his first like real opportunity. And boy, does he jump the fuck on it. Oh, uh, yeah, he does. And he's gone. <laughs> so uh, Starling, Clarice Starling, which is Jodie Foster, she analyzes Lecter's annotations to the case files and realizes that Buffalo Bill knew his first victim personally. Starling travels to the victim's hometown and discovers that Buffalo Bill was a tailor with dresses and dress patterns identical to the patches of skin removed from each of his victims. What? He made patterns to sew their skin into something he could wear. Like a quilt? Like a human quilt? Like just like a human suit. Like a suit made of skin. Which is why he chose the bigger girls, and then he would starve them for, like, a week or so so that their skin would loosen up a little bit, and then he would kill them, skin them, and then use the skin as a fabric to make himself a woman's suit. What did his woman's suit look like? Like a, like a leathery skin suit. Uh, uh. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. So... She telephones Crawford to inform him that Buffalo Bill is trying to form a woman suit out of real skin. But Crawford is already en route to make an arrest, having cross-referenced Lecter's notes with hospital archives and finding an autogenophilic man 
named James Gum, who once applied unsuccessfully for a sex change operation, believing himself to be a transgender woman. Starling continues interviewing friends of Buffalo Bill's first victim in Ohio, while Crawford leads an FBI HRT team to Gum's address in Illinois. The house in Illinois is empty, and Starling is led to the house of Jack Gordon, who she realizes is actually James Gum. So she goes looking for more information and she gets there and starts talking to the guy and she realizes and is trying not to let him realize, oh shit, I think I actually just found the murderer. I think I I just stumbled upon the place I need to be, but I'm not Um, ready to be here. Right. Because she has no backup, no team. That whole team is at the wrong house. Oh no. Yeah. And she realizes she's all alone. Clarice, you in danger, girl. Girl. (laughs) Girl. So again- And while she's there, like, kind of looking around, she finds a Sphinx moth. Yeah. So then she pursues him into a multi-room basement, okay, where she discovers that Catherine is still alive. But But really hungry. In a dry well. Um, And that's also the thing you've heard about the lotion, right? Because it keeps her in there. And he makes her put lotion on her skin all the time to keep her skin hydrated so that when he cuts it off, it's, it's, you know. Right. Um, there's a part. So he has before little... 30, you got the skin you're born in. But after 30, you got to put lotion on it and get the skin you deserve <laughs> <laughs> or get the skin exactly. Buffalo Bill deserves. <laughs> so he also has this little dog through the whole fucking movie. OK, oh this God. little annoying, barky little dog. Of it's course. like a little toy poodle. Because um, <laughs> I remember this scene very well, too. So um, she's like. Uh, one part, like, you know, she's down in the basement. No one can hear. And she starts screaming. And he's, like, mocking her. And he's just at the top of the well, like, ah! Like, screaming back down at her. And, like, laughing about it. Oh, it's so fucked. So, at one point, she has, like, a chicken bone, okay? From, like, one of the, like, scraps that he fed her. And she puts the chicken bone, like, on a string. <laughs> and throws it to the top of the well. And, like, fishes for the dog, basically. Until she gets the dog down in the well with her. And he finds her and he's like, give me my fucking dog. And she's like, I'll kill this dog, mister. I'll kill I'll do your, it. Dog, I'll your kill dog. fucking dog. Right. And he's like, give me my fucking dog. Um, and I'm trying to remember how that ends up playing out because it doesn't Does she kill here. the dog? She doesn't kill the dog, but he also doesn't let her go. Damn. Right. Damn. Right. <laughs> it sounds uh, like the only winner here is this dog. Right. The dog is fine. www.doesthedogdie.com. I'm pretty sure the dog doesn't die. And Hannibal Lecter is not on there. <laughs> I'll double check. <laughs> but, so Clarice finds Catherine. She's still alive, but she's trapped in the well. Um, so Clarice is like, all right, I'm down in the basement. How am I? He knows I'm down here. How am I going to get out of this house? So this is one of the most suspenseful parts of the whole movie. Then he turns out all the fucking lights. Of course he fucking does. And he has night vision goggles. Oh my god! So of you're he seeing does. from his point of view. Oh no, like, I hate he's that. Just oh my following god, no. her around the basement as she's like panicking and freaking out blind, and she has her gun and she's just like listening for anything to oh fire at, and he's oh just like oh following her through the basement. Oh my god. It's so fucking terrifying, right? But, so she's got her gun drawn, and she can't see anything, but she's, like, listening and listening and listening, and he's following her, and he has a gun drawn. He clicks the handle on the revolver. She instantly shoots him and kills him. (gasps) (laughs) Oh! 
Damn. Right. She hears it. It was like, click, boom, 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 boom. You dead. She's some like three blind mice could somehow find that <sighs> Clarice is dope AF. Okay. Oh Clarice my is amazing. God. So she empties her rounds into him and he did. Yeah, that girl. That motherfucker. D-E-D dead. dead. So she's solved the case. Um, and she's by, uh, now, like I said, she's at the end of her FBI Academy training. So it shows sometime later, she's at her graduation party and she gets a phone call. So she goes to answer the phone call. Oh, and it is no. Hannibal Lecter. Of course it fucking is. And he is at an airport in the Bahamas and he assures her that he does not have any plans to pursue her. And he asks her to return the favor. He's like, I'm not coming for you. You don't come for me. Um, and she's like, I can't promise that. I can't say that because that's not me. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to look for you and put you away because that's, that's going to be my job you now. in danger, girl. So he hangs up the phone saying that he's having dinner. Or no, he says, I'm having an old friend for dinner. <gasps> and he turns around and starts following the newly arrived Chilton the director of the hospital that he was being held in. Oh, you and can't even be mad about that. <laughs> right. And he disappears into the crowd following him. And that's the end of the movie. Well, at least Chilton got what was coming to him. <laughs> it can be assumed. Yes. There's also, there were two movies that came out afterward. One was a sequel and one was a prequel, um, which is Hannibal is the sequel. And then Red Dragon is the prequel to Hannibal. Interesting. Um, and I remember we saw Red Dragon, I want to say for my 16th birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're both interesting in their own way. And they both have really fucking crazy scenes. The craziest scene in Hannibal um, is that, so Clarice is played by Julianne Moore in Hannibal. They couldn't get Jodie back. Um, they couldn't get Jody back. We got Jody They couldn't once. get Jody back, but they still had uh, Anthony Hopkins. So just to tell you a little bit about those two movies, in Hannibal, the part that like really like whoa, that's crazy. And I think this was in Scary Movie too. There's like a good play on it, which is that he has Ray Liotta, and Ray Liotta is like Clarice's partner, and he has him drugged, and he cuts open the top of his skull and is like cutting pieces of his brain out and cooking it and like serving it to him like he feeds Ray Liotta part of his own brain uh, yeah um uh, and Ray Liotta is like so out of it like he's not like no please he's just like okay mm. he's just eating parts of his own brain right and I think he in dies scary- in the long run right oh yeah okay, oh who good. Hannibal no Ray Liotta oh yeah I'm sure Ray Liotta dies okay <laughs> I was like Hannibal I don't know I know they made a whole other show about him too um, Hannibal Rising, I think, was the name yeah. of the show. Um, I haven't seen any of that, but I've seen Hannibal, the movie, and I've seen um, Red Dragon, the movie. And in Red Dragon, at the very beginning of the movie, he's having, like, a dinner party. It's before he's in jail, and he has one of his good friends there, which is Edward Norton, who's a cop. And Edward <laughs> Norton is looking through, like, this anatomy book. Oh, uh, I think you've told me this. Right. And there's like next to a body part, he has written like sweetbreads. Like he has like a recipe in this anatomy book oh for like eating body parts. Um, and Edward Norton like finds this. And then Hannibal Lecter comes in and they get in this big fight. And ultimately, 
Um, Edward Norton wins the fight, and then that's when Hannibal Lecter is first arrested. But then um, Joseph Fiennes, he's the Red Dragon. Um, oh, no, sorry, it's Rafe Fiennes. It's the other one, his brother. Yeah, I was like, which Voldemort. one? It's Rafe Fiennes, uh, who uh, has this whole complex because he has a hair lip, and that's what makes him be a crazy murderer. Um, but anyway, while that murder is happening, Edward Norton is like, hey, Hannibal, I know I arrested you, but like we used to be friends. Will you help me find this murderer? So it's basically... Silence oh, of the Lambs. But, correct. But, okay, with, but with Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Okay. Right. Got it. Got and it. And the murderer has a hair lip instead of, you know, being transgender. Being transgender. But yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. And that's Silence of the Lambs. Wow. Well, I don't have to watch it now. I feel There's like I seen it. Right? it. Feel like you seen it? Well, I have seen it and now you've seen it too. I have. I. That is probably one that I will never actually sit down and watch. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, yeah, it's like, there's not a lot to it as far as, like, seeing horrible things. It's just a lot of, like, oh, I know what happened, and that's terrible. Yeah. The only thing you really see that's, like, ah, is him, like, biting that guy's face and then, like, beating the other, like, bludgeoning the other dude to death. I don't like that. And then cutting, well, yeah, I guess you don't see him cut the face off, but you see him. Right, yeah, you don't see him cut the face off. You just see him pull the face off of himself. Right. <laughs> there you go. Jesus and now you gross. understand that office reference. I do. I'm like, I knew what it was from, but I didn't totally understand. But you didn't understand like the context. Sure. Now, now I got it. Now you got it. Now you seen it. I seen it. <laughs> <sighs> well, thank Sarah, you. congratulations. <laughs> thank you. I and like thank you. It. Thank you, listeners, for listening to thank another you. episode of. I seen it. it. And thanks for bearing with us because we were a little bit late this month. Yeah. I but you all know why. Pretty good. Yeah, same. I hope this all turns out okay. All right. Thanks for listening and thanks for being a Patreon subscriber. Thank you guys so, so much. Tune in next Bye. month. Bye.